the Cleveland Browns fans bring you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Oh, yeah, we are the Fanatical Elves Show. I'm John, and that's Elliot. Welcome to our Wednesday edition. Yes, a day before we normally have our show because the Brownies are playing the New York Jets, Jets, Jets on national TV tomorrow night. And the Browns are very, the Browns fans have been excited this uh, week, this Christmas week. Uh, they got the big win over the Houston Texans and Joe Flacco, Flacco Mania, Amari Cooper shined along with many other players. Welcome, Elliot. How are you today, this Wednesday? Oh, I can't wait. Um, yeah, we just couldn't wait till Thursday to give this show. We had to do it on Wednesday. It was a wonderful Christmas present. Uh, Flacco Mania is in full force. It's just unbelievable about what he has done. We should not take this for granted. Uh, the fourth string quarterback having an incredible season or incredible half season. Um, the only damper really is I'm, I'm upset that Dorian Thompson Robinson had to go on the IR. If you have not heard that yep. and we have no plan B the only guy that we have that can play quarterback <laughs> in case of an injury is uh, P.J. Walker, who, you know, let's give him his props. He led the team over the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, those San Francisco 49ers. Yes. We mm -hmm. can have full confidence in him. Yes. We should have had another quarterback in our back pocket ready to serve as another backup, yet another mm -hmm. backup, but we didn't. No. Well, we got a lot to unfold there. I know uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, some people – uh, who weren't really watching the game, did not see what happened. And at the end of that game, Dorian Thompson-Robinson uh, got basically <laughs> bent backwards, um, took a really nasty hit where he was his leg got tucked under another player's leg, and he got stretched in an awkward fashion, and he did indeed hurt his hip. Uh, it looked bad at the moment, and he hobbled off. So he is on IR. And um, now, but we've got Joe Flacco, but now we got PJ Walker. I know there's a lot like, and I think um, Elliot, I, you bring up a very good point. And I know PJ Walker, a lot of people like to make fun of PJ Walker. And I don't know really why other, I don't know why. Cause I, I, I do want to give him his props. Like you said, I think the kid, you know, he did get two wins and he got a win over the 49ers and, and disregarding everything that everybody wants to talk about him and how he's just a horrible quarterback. He got two wins for the Cleveland Browns this year, two wins, Probably could have been a third one um, if they had played their cards right, but they didn't. But he got two wins. And the San Francisco 49ers, and the, let's just go with that a little bit, transition here, because I know the Ravens just got this big win over the 49ers, and everybody's talking about the Ravens and how no one can stop the Ravens. Oh, my gosh. You know, Lamar Jackson, I know I get, I know you you have a lot of respect for Lamar, Lamar and we can talk about oh, that. Yeah. But But – the Browns did beat the San Francisco 49ers in a week four matchup at the time, I believe, or week six. It was week six after they come on off their bye, where everybody in the world thought the San Francisco 49ers were a lock to win the Super Bowl. They were undefeated, and the Browns beat them. Yeah, it was a home game, 
but P.J. Walker helped with that win. The Browns' defense played very well in that game, and they beat the 49ers. Now, no one likes to remember that, or people out there in the national media, they're all giving Baltimore like the Super Bowl already, and I'm not. I think Baltimore's a very beatable team. Didn't we beat them? Oh, yes. Yes, we did. Did the Browns beat them? We did indeed. And oh. so I'm I'm not worried about them at all, but I'd like your take on Baltimore, the 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 mystique of Baltimore. And I mean, I want to give due respect to the Ratbirds. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. But I'm not worried here as this, you know, uh guy that follows the Browns. I think they've already beaten them once, Elliot, and they can beat them again. So what's what's your take on all that? Well, yeah, I think you're correct that we do need to give Baltimore its props. I've been down on Baltimore since the preseason, but I was very impressed by the way that their defense held the 49ers offense in check. Now, it might be that um, quarterback Brock Purdy was not his normal self after suffering a stinger a week earlier, and he had a, a recurrence of that injury, and so maybe they weren't really on their game. But I would not have been surprised if it had been uh, Lamar Jackson having a huge game and the the uh, uh, the Ravens winning an offensive slugfest. That would not surprise me so much. But the ability of Baltimore to Mm -hmm. hold the 49ers passing game in check, Mm -hmm. that impressed me because I had not been impressed by the secondary of Baltimore Mm. until really lately. So that does impress me. But on the other hand, the ball, the, you know, Baltimore was beaten by the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. And um, so even if you go back, Elliot, when you go back and look at the statistics and you really look at the drives, when the Browns play the 49ers, they shut down Brock Purdy, the, our Browns defense, between the mm-hmm. first drive and the last drive the 49ers had, they did absolutely nothing. I think they had about, um, I want to say something like 40 or 50 total yards of offense between the time that the Browns, they, the, if you recall that game, the 49ers went down and went on like a 75-yard drive, scored in the first possession, but had to come back and get about Yeah, then we, we killed them after yards. that. Yeah, so – I'm not scared of Brock Purdy either. I think he's a very overrated quarterback, and I, I, I've never thought that he was going to be a star, but everyone's wanting to make him one. Um, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, let's let's talk about Lamar because you love Lamar. You have a lot of respect for Lamar, and a lot of people, like Browns fans like myself, don't like to give the guy props because we have beaten them before, and we beat him the last time. But what what do you think – I mean – well, we, we know how to beat Baltimore because we play them twice a season. You could mm-hmm. see that's why I said I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd have won an offensive slugfest okay. because San Francisco doesn't play Baltimore and they don't have the anti Lamar defense ready to mm-hmm. go. We have, uh, you point. know, I've said this many times when we drafted uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Yeah, that, that told me, oh, that's why we drafted him. We moved up to get him because we needed to have a secret weapon to use against Lamar Jackson. Right. He replaces, uh, you, you know, we had a very good linebacker, uh, uh, Joe Schobert. He was a run stopper, and we had to use him as the spy uh, linebacker against uh, Lamar Jackson, who was 
several ticks faster in the 40-yard dash. I'm sorry, but that just did not work. And having Owusu Koromoa occupy the same role as Joe Schobert made a yes. huge difference yes. in the way that we defense Lamar Jackson. He had mm -hmm. to rush his passes, whereas before against Schobert, he had all day long, uh, yeah. really. He could just jog yeah. away from Joe, and poor Joe just could not keep up with him. So there's a huge difference in having the Cleveland Browns play Baltimore versus some team uh -huh. in the NFC try to play against uh -huh. the Baltimore Ravens. So that's why I'm saying that, okay. that the defense of uh, Baltimore is what really impressed me against San Francisco. And you were absolutely right about Brock Purdy. All this stuff about, you know, it doesn't matter that they have Christian McCaffrey and, and uh, all those guys. It does matter. It's matter. not just the quarterback. That's why they no. gave up all those draft picks for Christian freaking McCaffrey. It's because he's a superstar. It matters mm. that they've got six pro bowlers on their team. It mattered that mm. they had Trent uh, Williams was down in that game, and he's a Hall of Famer. It does mm. matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Um, let's talk a little bit about the – we're going to talk about the Jets after the break here in a few minutes, but let's talk about where the Browns are because they have this big game tomorrow night. And so they have everybody has two games left in the season, and We're the Jets. Are, yeah, the, the the Jets are coming in. Two games. Two games. So the Jets, the Jets, Jets, Jets are coming into town. Now the Jets got a a, a win, uh, a last second win over against the Washington Commanders, where they actually were leading. big, lost the lead and then got the lead back at the ends. But they're sub five hundred. I think their record is six and nine. Now the Jets beat the Browns in Cleveland a year ago. Now. People don't want to re remind themselves of that game because it was a horrible uh, event for the Browns in week two last year. But now they come back in. They have nothing to lose. The Jets have nothing to lose going into this game. They're not going to the playoffs. They're going to be – it's their last time to shine on national TV. And as a, <laughs> as a Browns last fan – time to do what? It, <laughs> it's their last time to shine. Shine. Uh, shine. Yeah, now, I know – now, see, now this is where I get really nervous because – you go into a game like this, and yes, the Browns are expected to win. They're favorites to win. Mm. And everything's pointing to them like this should be an automatic win. But the Jets do have a pretty good defense. Before we get into oh, that, yeah. talking about that, let me, before we get into that conversation, let me just ask you, On uh, let's look at the playoff picture right now. The Browns have 10 wins. Mm -hmm. And I know you've talked about this already, but, you know, 10 wins and you're in. Pretty much the Browns, they haven't locked it up yet. And even if they were to lose Thursday – there's a lot of opportunity on Sunday or Saturday when they play all these rest of the games with other teams losing, they'll probably get that automatic bid, even with a loss, I believe on Thursday, I, 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 from what I have been reading. So there's a lot of different scenarios, but pretty much the Browns have done a lot of good things because they've been beating teams that, that are chasing them already this season, like the Colts and like the Texans and like the Jaguars. So where do you see this? for the Browns going into the game. I, I mean, I'm expecting the Browns to win, but do you see any scenario where the Browns don't get into the playoffs somehow? And mm -hmm. how would the Browns look at this? How should the Browns look at this game and fans look at this, these next two games? Because there's really no way also for the Browns to get like a, a home game, unless they lock up the number one seed or, up and Baltimore for that AFC uh, North division, correct, Elliot? 
Well, yeah, no, you you can have a a home playoff game if it's wild card against wild card for the championship. So okay. That, that's not hard to imagine. Okay, uh, sure. Likely, but it could happen. Now, as for the playoff scenarios, I thought for a long time, you know, I worked on this for yeah. several hours. I thought yeah. that when Denver lost to right. New England, I thought, well, doesn't that mean that we're clinching? Didn't we clinch? Because Denver was one of the few teams that, um, that had the tiebreaker over the Browns because Denver sure. beat the Browns outright. Yep. Right. Uh, that is not true. And the, the, here's the reason why, uh, is that, um, in a three-way tie situation that, that Pittsburgh, uh -huh. um, can be the, uh, representative, uh, -huh. uh over the, the Cincinnati and uh -huh. Cleveland on the basis yeah. of the best division record. So uh -huh. the way that the playoff system works is you take the, uh, top team from each division and then compare them. So yeah. Pittsburgh would go ahead of the Browns because they would have like a five and one record. Uh, okay. If they, if they become a wild card candidate at 10 okay. and seven. So their 10 okay. and seven is better than the Browns 10 and seven. If the Browns mm -hmm. lose out. So what matters is the tiebreaker between Pittsburgh and uh, the next, the, the candidate from the AFC West and Houston owns the tiebreaker over it's um, the AFC South, right? Well, AFC. Oh, yeah, yeah, AFC South. So if okay. Houston is a wild card candidate, let's say Jacksonville wins the division mm -hmm. and Houston is the wild card. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the only situation that can defeat the Browns. If Jacksonville wins out and mm -hmm. Houston wins out, Jacksonville mm -hmm. uh, becomes the champion. Houston is the wild card. Mm -hmm. Houston um, would uh, uh, go ahead of uh, Pittsburgh. And, uh, th and that way, the uh, Browns uh, would be, uh, would not make it. And uh, so, if, and then also, if Buffalo wins eleven games while they're in, so that Buffalo right. would be the first wild card, Pittsburgh, right. and then uh, Pittsburgh would be, uh, or excuse me, then uh, Houston would be the second wild card, and Pittsburgh would be the third wild card. And that would be because Pittsburgh would win out, and they would have a better everybody divisional gets record. Tied, everybody gets tied at ten and seven. There's a whole bunch of teams that are ten and seven. Uh, Houston now, goes before Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh goes before us. In that case, that's how it happens. Is that's Cincinnati eight and is Cincinnati eight and seven right now too? Yeah, Cincinnati could finish ten and seven, but they lose all the tiebreakers. What Cincinnati has to have happen is basically everybody has to lose, and they go in as the last tiebreaker at um, uh, nine and eight. But everybody has to lose everything. Nobody. Now this is subject, obviously, to the Browns not winning the next two games. So they they were to they lose. cannot they can never beat the Browns in the tiebreaker. Right. They, right. They, they 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 have to let the Browns go in, the Bills go in, and everybody yeah. else has to lose every other game. And yeah, there's a, like a six way tie at nine and eight, and then somehow they would well, have to win the tiebreaker. It's almost the others, impossible. It's the basically other, they're out. They're basically out. Yeah. Now, to get the number one seed, the Browns, from what I read yesterday, 
that if the Ravens would have to lose their next two games and that's conceivable still, they have to play the Miami dolphins, but it's a home. Both of these are home games for the Ravens. They would have to lose well, to Miami the, and they would have to lose to the Steelers. And no, so, no, 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 the Ravens won. And uh, they have uh, clinched. They've clinched a the playoff division. spot. They, they have clinched no, they haven't the clinched division. the division yet. They, they have did, won. They have. They have won. Uh, or wait a minute. They have won 12 games. Right. If the Browns and, went out and the Ravens were to lose to the Dolphins and the Steelers, I thought that the Browns oh, still might, have a you shot. You may be right. You may be right. The Browns have you a do. shot still at the division and at the number one seed still. They're still in the in the running for that. But now the Dolphins would see. This is where it's it's almost okay. impossible because the Dolphins would have to lose. So yeah, I I don't know if that scenario would hold up now with what happened with this 49ers before the 49ers played the yeah, Raptors. The 49ers messed it up. So yeah, yeah, they it, they did. So I, I we have to go back and look at that. But but regardless, Browns have a very good look at the playoffs. We're going to talk about them against the Jets and what the Browns need to do. We're going to look at the Jets a little bit more closely. They do have a very good defense. We're going to pause for a break here on the Fanatical Elves Network. This is the Fanatical Elves Show, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back to the Fanatical Elves Show. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, Again, just want to give thanks to everybody who has been following our our programming uh we just gave out our latest winner of our uh, amari cooper t-shirt to a gentleman uh devin ribley uh gave that away the other night on our johnny cleveland podcast so congratulations to him we've mailed your shirt out to you and thank you for being one of our supporters here in the fanatical elves you can download us on apple spotify itunes iHeartRadio, any of those things the browns blitz uh was just came out this morning with rod bloom We've got the um, we've got your show coming up. Uh, the many Oracle shows here with uh, Elliot. We've also got uh, the Browniacs coming out. Also Elliot and his colleague Joel Cade. Uh, that will be coming out later this afternoon. So look looking look forward to listening to that. Um, you know we're producing shows every day of the week, and we've da- our downloads have skyrocketed since the season started, and we're continuing to plug away. And so thank you again. Spread the love. Tell everybody about. The Brown, this Browns podcasting network, the fanatical elves. And uh, right here, we got our little elf. So um, let's talk about the Jets a little bit more, Elliot. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're not as bad as everybody wants to they, you know, run them off. Now, they don't they 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 have they're, they're, they're their quarterback is going to be Trevor Simeon, mm-hmm. I think. Um, they have a decent defense, I think, number one against the pass, from what I'm hearing. And yeah. um, they beat the Browns in Cleveland a year ago, and I know no one wants to talk about it, but they did beat them here. Um, well, they had a great quarterback. They did. One Joe Flacco, who's now the Browns quarterback. And it's a home game, and Flacco historically has done very good in, in Cleveland, and he has been tearing it up, throwing the ball all over the yard. Um, So let's talk about these Jets for, for a little bit here. Uh, what do you – what do you expect for this game tomorrow night? And do you think the Browns should be worried? Well, yeah, any team in the NFL has a puncher's chance if they have a good game plan. And, uh, you know, the Jets are competently coached and their defense is 
just absolutely uh, outstanding. Uh, there's no question about it. Um, they have, uh, uh, you know, on the on defense, they're as good as anybody. They're as good as the Browns are, really. Yes. And, well, you know, and I think the other thing, too, like, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the Jets and where they're at and how they started the season, and they had so much hope in Aaron Rodgers kind of being the guy. And, yeah, that you was, know, I never bought into that, however. I wish, wish to point that out. That <laughs> he had the greatest offseason and the greatest preseason of any NFL player, but he was old. And, you know, I had the statistics that showed me that his body was breaking How down. old is he now? Is he 40? Um, he's um, he's the same he age as me. Joe? Uh, Sixty-six. <laughs> no, he. I think he's thirty-nine. So he's Joe. Joe Flacco's turning thirty-nine on January sixteenth. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, they're they're about the same age. Um, but you know, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, uh, they're wanting Aaron Rodgers to be a superstar, to be one of the like top three yeah. or top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. And what the Browns were looking for is just somebody to hold the offense together. And they got a lot more than they uh, bargained for. I'm not sure that I would want to depend on Joe Flacco to uh, play 17 games and lead the team to a Super Bowl. I think that's asking right. a bit much. I, I would right. not, uh, I would not want to depend on that uh, next year. And it, of course we're locked into Deshaun Watson as the team's quarterback by virtue mm -hmm. of the salary cap investment. But I, I don't think, for example, that when, uh, he becomes a free agent that he's going to get $30 million from some team to quarterback their team as the first string quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of teams will be interested in him as a backup, mm -hmm. but because of his age, uh, you, you know, he's slowing down. People recognize that he may not be durable enough to be a first yeah. string quarterback. And the same with, um, with, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I pointed that out to a, a Jets uh, uh, podcaster. Yes, that, you know you did that show at the end of the season, right? Yeah. I remember that. And, and uh, I used uh, what's known as a proxy. Uh, a proxy <laughs> is a statistic that is not what you're actually wanting to measure or predict. Mm -hmm. You know what we wanted to really know is passing yards. How many mm -hmm. passing yards is he going to get? How many touchdowns yeah. is he going to get? What's his touchdowns to uh, uh, INT ratio? That's what we really wanted to know. But mm -hmm. what I used instead was his rushing yards um, because that shows, you know, first the legs go and then the arm goes. But, and right. what I showed was that uh, for like the past six years in a row, his rushing yards were declining. And so, you know, those are not important yards. That's not what I'm saying. But you could see that he was slowing down. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was an unmistakable trend that he was not able to run like he used to when he was younger. And yeah. so I'm saying, well, okay, so his legs are going, and it's just a matter of time before his arm starts going. And, in fact, he had uh, – you know, a shorter term trend that his passing statistics were not as good at Green Bay as they mm -hmm. were like three years ago. He's mm -hmm. not the same quarterback. And I felt that at his age, he's going to be an injury risk. You know, part of the reason why he was so good was that he was very mobile. He was a, 
uh, dual mm-hmm. threat quarterback for most of his career. And that element yes, of this yeah. game is gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was crazy. I, I, like, yeah. I thought uh, it was a crazy move. Yeah. I'm getting a little echo here on your, on, I'm not sure if you hear that, Elliot, but um, mm. I, I think it went away. Um, so for the, get the game me, tomorrow night, do you have some stats? I know you said you had some things that you wanted to. Um, you I, have yeah, I can, if you want to, I can show you some stuff sure. that, that will. So Elliot is, if you're, if you're listening to the audio, he's got some uh, graphics here of, yeah, of the Jets that. team. Um, we're going to show that here on our broadcast. Now we're on YouTube. We're on Apple. Uh, so we're looking at, yep, that looks great. So we've got okay. the Browns defense, by the way, is a Darius Smith, man. What a hell of a game he had last week. Um, I think two sacks he was given, um, just some nice yeah. stuff for the Browns. there. I'm looking at yeah. the Browns defense and Elliot's got the, uh, the Jets offense on his graphic here. Yeah, I think I, I left Maurice Hurst in the lineup. I probably should have put somebody else there. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> poor Maurice. But um but yeah the main point I wanted to show is that the uh, Jets are starting backups on the offensive line just like the Browns. Unlike yeah. the Browns, they're not getting good performance from their yes. offensive line. Um, Makai Becton I rather generously gave him an above average rating. I don't know that he is above average, but compared to everybody else, I guess he is. <laughs> yes. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're having real troubles on the offensive line. Yeah. That is not a good formula for playing the Cleveland Browns that, you know, no matter no. who they put at um, the defensive tackle position, uh, they're going to be vastly superior to the Jets offensive line. Yes, uh, Trevor Simeon. I, you know, he's. I gave him a red box because he's really not performed well at quarterback. I really think though that he has the ability to be a good quarterback, but not for this team. Yeah, uh, he he has performed well in the past, um, but when you're playing for the New York Jets, it's impossible to really function. So I, I went with uh, the grade that he received with. Um, Pro Football Focus, which is very poor grade. They uh-huh. do have a very uh, exciting running back in Brees Hall. I think he can gain uh-huh. yards. Yeah, look out for him. They also okay. have Tyler Conklin at the at yep. the tight end position is pretty good, and they have really a premier wide receiver at Garrett Wilson. If if yep. Simeon can buy time somehow and get the ball to him, that that could really be dangerous. So. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then you look here at the graphic. I mean, it just looks like the Browns obviously have an advantage defensively going into this game with all those red dots uh, yeah. for the Jets offense. It's, it's huge. It's a huge yeah. advantage. Now, on the other hand, as bad as their offense is, their defense is really good. You want to show that here? Do you have that yeah, graphic? That's what we got. We've got and, about uh, five minutes left here, I think, uh, Elliot. Yeah, before I, I, I got to go. I forgot, uh, I forgot to put uh, uh, Joel Batonio back in the lineup. He's, that's okay. he's back when oh, he's in the green yeah. box. So um, showing the Browns offensive line against the Jets defense right now, if you're listening to our audio. Yeah, and I should have made Joe Flacco agree. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> all right, probably Joe. a blue box by now. Now, Amari but, uh, Cooper, yeah. Now, you gave Amari a green box. Now, is that better than the blue box? Actually, to be honest, really what I wanted to do was to update the New York Jets team. I really wanted to Sure, you were working on it. Yep. yep. I used uh, uh, 
the uh, so Quinn and Williams there is their big yeah Quinn and Williams is a real star but they've got really good defenders uh all mm-hmm. up and down their lineup they have they no do. weaknesses so I think it'll be a big challenge uh to uh, CJ Mosley did he play for the Brownies it sounds like that name sounds no, familiar no, no. Uh, I think he was uh didn't he play for the Ravens and was a free agent okay I'm not sure about that but and that's anyway, maybe why I recognize the name anyway yeah. they they are they are star studded on defense. It sure. would be hard to move the ball. And I think, you know, on both sides, you could very easily imagine defensive scoring and, you know, turnovers. And, uh, you know, so that, that's why there could be. Now, Jerron Christian, not to switch gears here, but the Brown, the Browns, Jerron Christian, we haven't talked much about him at all, but you know, they've inserted him at the left tackle position mm-hmm. for the Browns and he's done a very good job everything that I've been reading about and seeing on his statistics and things, he's, his grades have been pretty decent and he's, he's, well, he's held he's his much, own. He's much better at pass blocking than run blocking. They really, um, you know, according if you believe pro football focus and sometimes I do both he and uh, Hudson are better pass blockers than run blockers. And yeah. so their offensive line is really not that conducive to the running game at this point. And that's part of the reason why Flacco is being asked to throw it 40 times a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, last week they just didn't have anybody that could stop Amari Cooper. And yeah, suddenly Amari Cooper has 1,200 yards. Is that right? Yes, 1,250 yards. Right. So, yeah, he's Nuts. exploded uh, with Joe Flacco. Um, it's just incredible. Now, I, you know, I said this a couple weeks ago that I thought that the Browns had trouble at the quarterback position and that were it not for that fact that Amari Cooper might be an all pro and yes. you know that they seem to have worked out the kinks in the passing game and uh that Just indeed a little bit that indeed well, appears to be the case that he is playing at, yeah he's playing at a hall of fame level I was oh my gosh he's a pessimist Crazy. he's unbelievably good I think he's about 20 yards off of having the all-time second best um single season record for Browns in Browns wide re, uh, receiving yards history, which, uh, which is pretty Edwards. phenomenal. You, if you look back, it's pretty in, intense that Josh Gordon still holds that record oh, okay. in 14 games. He had over nearly 1700 yards receiving 16 is, games. No, it was 14 games. He played in that year. Oh, was he smoking go, pot for two games? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So okay. that's pretty nuts. And then I think he's trying to catch, uh, I want to say Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Holds, holds the number two spot. But mm-hmm. uh, Elliot, I got to run here. Um, got things cooking in the kitchen. Um, let me get your final take on what, where you think this game, how the Brownies end up doing, and what you're looking forward to most uh, against the Jets mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Well, yeah, I don't think that the Jets can really score on offense, but they could get help from their defense. I could see them dislodging the ball from mm-hmm. Flacco and providing them mm. with an opportunity to score on mm-hmm. a short field, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So the Jets are not helpless, but uh, they are, in my mind, a, you know, have been this season a pathetic team. They have not <laughs> had personnel on offense that, I don't care if they have Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if they had uh, Johnny Unitas at quarterback. 
they were not going to have a good season because they don't have the personnel around the quarterback to uh, yeah. score points. They just don't. Yeah. Well, Elliot, I appreciate your takes today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Fanatical Elves Show. Uh, Elliot produces all these great shows all week long. The Oracle Speaks, the Brownie Acts, just name it. He's there. Uh, you see him uh, here on our network, and we just love having you be part of this team um, as we continue to grow. Thank you, Browns fans, for joining us again. And uh, we will be bringing a pregame show tomorrow uh, before the game, uh, tomorrow night, Thursday. I think they, the game starts at 8.15 or so. Um, so we'll have that pregame on, I think, kind of early. I was talking to my other colleague, Steve. I think he's. we might do an earlier show. So, Elliot, I don't know what your plan is tomorrow, if you're working or not, but uh, we will be um, having a pregame and hopefully some sort of postgame show as well. Browns play the Jets tomorrow night, Thursday, uh, as they look to pick up win number 11 on the season. Elliot, thanks so much again. Have a good rest of your day, and go Browns.